Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Firmware Update, episode 225. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, apologizing to you profusely as I did not realize six weeks had gone by <laughs> since the last bloody show. And joining me, as always, Joe Garcia. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing just fantastic. Yeah, excellent. And even more embarrassingly, the last show was the Game of the Year episode. <laughs> I was sure we had done other shows since then, and like, wow, we just did our Games of the Year and peaced out. I, I feel like garbage, <laughs> but we're back. We're back now, folks, after quite a bit has happened in the world of games. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back here to commentate, commentate on just a little bit of it, share what we've had. Joe, what you been up to? Uh, well, not a whole heck of a lot. Still, uh unemployed <laughs> as i was last time but still healthy so I'm, I'm glad for that much indeed indeed yes uh, as i was telling joe i'm doing a little bit better i have a not to plug them but uh a helix california king sitting in my hallway <laughs> not unfurled of course it's still rolled up in a tube as we were waiting for the base to put it on so and uh as i shared with joe and rk i was able to to finally hunt down a second PS5. So now we're all P we're a fully PS5 house at this point, <laughs> even though that woman has yet to turn it on. Uh, but anyway, so there was a little bit of drama there actually with that uh, purchase that I didn't <laughs> share with you just now. Because so recently I pay I was telling Joe that I paid off this card, which had like a. A substantial amount, we'll say a little over $1,800 as far as debt goes that I've been trying to pay off for years. Finally had the means and I just like paid it all off at once. And I'm thinking, great. And uh, I, we had the money for the PS5. So I was thinking, all right, we'll use the card and then I'll pay it off immediately to help boost up that credit rating and whatnot. So the, so it shows up in the morning, digital only, only what are you going to do? And I ordered it, proceeded to work, and then I want to say like six hours later, I get an email saying the payment method was declined. And even though it showed, so what happened was even though Chase saying the it's a zero owed, the credit limit was not released yet. In fact, it's not going to be released until like the 8th. And I'm like, why? Like, because I'd pay like 20 bucks and I'd be good like that afternoon. And they're like, oh, well, it's a bigger amount. Like... We, we want to make sure the money's there. Like, well, you know the money's there. You took it out of my goddamn bank. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I switched the payment method, but, the, and I was talking to someone from customer service and they couldn't guarantee me that I would get the PS5. And I checked the app and it was saying, we'll email you when we know it's going to come in. I'm like, fuck, I lost it. God <laughs> damn it. And nothing. So I went to bed that night thinking that I would have to hunt down another PS5 or what have you. And then I wake up in the morning to a message saying it's shipped. So there was a bit of drama there. <laughs> I may have cussed at a poor customer service guy, but the important thing is is uh, he apparently has a job, and uh, I got my PS5, <laughs> so everyone wins. Where did you order from anyway? I <laughs> uh, got it on Amazon again. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was getting ready for work, and uh, one of the guys I follow, uh, Wario64, one of the who actually helped me get the first one, I believe. It was either that or cheap ass gamer. One of those two. If you guys are looking for a PlayStation Five, you want to follow those guys and turn the notifications on. <laughs> yeah, Wario's clutch as hell. Oh god, yeah, yeah. And uh, I got a message from one of them, and they said, and it was like, "Hey, digital is in 
is there on Amazon. And I just had the conversation with the wife on what to, what to spend the money on. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I got cleared. So I ordered it and uh, went through okay. It shared the joyous message with RK and Joe later. And so, yeah, that was the be- literally the beginning of my work day there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so got it it's all up and running it's it's nice because uh we, the one the one that we bought before was in the bedroom and i was just laying on my bed which i think is doing a number on my back as i'm just laying down while playing so it's nice to have it in the living room where i can sit up a little <laughs> bit <laughs> but anyway these are the widest problems that there ever was sorry folks. but anyway <laughs> oh my back hurts from playing my playstation too much oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. I never thought I'd feel like I achieved something by for buying a PS5 <laughs> at normal price. <laughs> but it, it's kind of funny. There, there's like Reddits from people like hunting down these things at retail, trying to avoid the scammers, which, you know, fuck you if you're one of those people. <laughs> but I also understand too, but yeah, w- weird things. <laughs> anyway, Joe, hey, uh, are you ready to dive in or do you have anything on your end? Uh, I sort of talked to myself for about 30 <laughs> minutes, it feels like there. Uh, no, we can go ahead and dive right in. All right, all right. So I thought we would talk a little bit about uh, some stuff that had happened here. Relax, we're not going to give a full blow-by-blow, blow, just talk about the main talking points. But a few months back, or a month and a half back, uh, Capcom did a Re- Resident Evil 8, 8 uh, co- digital conference where they showed up some more stuff about the game. And you have not seen the uh, main trailer they released, is that right? Uh, no. All right. Well, you, you missed the phenomenon that that is now the tall woman. Well, I mean, she's in the demo. I played that. Okay. Well, apparently, like, it, it's interesting. Like, more than anything else, the, the most I've heard about is this antagonist, the tall woman. <laughs> like, you got... There's already cosplayers out, like, in record time. <laughs> like, I think there's, like... Uh, they did the conference, and two hours later, I had, like, uh, tall woman cosplay on my uh, on my Facebook page. It was, it was incredible. Like, <laughs> The, the sheer amount of thirst online for this woman <laughs> has reached unprecedented <laughs> levels. <laughs> people want, like a lot of people want this nine foot tall woman to just step on them and whatnot. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah. big girl, <laughs> and in and imposing here. So this is so watching the trailer. I, I do recommend that you check it out at some point, Joe. It's essentially Resident Evil. It took them what thirty years, but they're finally branching out from zombies. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So now we're dealing with uh, lankertropes, or we'll just call them werewolves since I can't pronounce the goddamn word, yeah. and uh, witches, most notably, <laughs> as that's what the tall woman and her daughters are. They're all witches, and pretty powerful and scary ones at that. One of them is made of bees. <laughs> this is all stuff from the trailer. I'm not spoiling anything, though I'm sure RK is pissed off at me right now. Like, how dare I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it looks good. And uh, it's very atmospheric uh, as you're pay- playing as poor Ethan, who can't catch a goddamn break <laughs> to save his life in this world. <laughs> he saved the saved the girl. They apparently have a kid now. And then Chris Redfield just bursts in, and we don't know why, but apparently he wants him to go to this village, and uh, he's sort of stuck going to this village here against his will, as generally that's what most horror movies doing stuff against your will, really, but... Uh, he goes in there and uh, it it looked pretty it looks incredible like the re engine 
I feel like it's probably the most under talked about and uh, underrated engine there is. Just to how to beautiful everything looks. <laughs> it's good. I mean, doesn't does Devil May Cry Five run on it on that engine too? Ooh, that's a good question. I am not sure, but it wouldn't surprise me because that's another game that's a looker. Yeah. Or, or the RE engine, as it's called. But we know where it came from. But anyway, uh, I, I will say uh, the trailer, as much as I, I'm getting, I'm impressed by it. I'm getting uh, a little nervous, uh, mainly because, you know, there is a merchant. No, it's not that merchant, unfortunately. But he's just as memorable, <laughs> in my opinion. What are you buying, Malcolm? <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> oh man! But anyway, sorry for the pause there. I, I was thought that the recorder stopped there. But anyway, <laughs> but they show up a merchant and he has a gun catalog, and immediately I'm like, oh no 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 no, because I'm look looking at the trailer. You get some Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Five visuals, especially when when Ethan is dealing with multiple enemies and he's like changing guns. I'm a little nervous. Just because one of the things I liked about Resident Evil 7 is, granted, he had access to guns, but he didn't have access to a plethora of them, I feel like. So it was sort of easy to like uh, feel like you're Ethan dealing with this schmo who was just thrown into the world of Resident Evil against his will. Like, honestly, I feel like that's what that's what the uh, Resident Evil game should be like going forward. You're just some dude off the street <laughs> each game. And... The events of Resident Evil and Chris Redfield, you have no idea who they are. You're just seeing like a guy blow up zombies. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And, like, <laughs> and you're just surviving the aftermath of the umbrella and Chris going against each other, which I thought was just wonderfully done. But I'm still excited about this game. And uh, I will definitely be uh, pre-ordering it next paycheck for when the game comes out on May 7th, uh, 2021. They've actually got a few uh, uh, special editions of it, one of which, if you never got a chance to play 7, well, there, you can go ahead and do that there as it comes with it. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. And they also pretty much released the demo like that like literally during the show they they released the demo called Maiden which you can go and download for free obviously. Uh Joe, you've played this one as well? Yes, I did. What was your thoughts on it? It's uh good stuff, spooky stuff. <laughs> I'm curious to see how far if I could even make it as, even as far as I did in fucking Resident Evil 7 which was like a total of 3 hours before I tapped out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, like it, it I'm sure it's going to be a great game. <laughs> whether oh, yeah. I make it into it or not. Oh yeah, and that that was uh you know seven is a very memorable one for me because granted we didn't play it together. Sandra was is even more scared of it than I was, but she watched over my shoulder as I played through the rest of it. I played through the uh the DLCs with her there just so she could get more of the story. The story is actually really really cool, and there's some notable DLCs like uh, one that takes place before the events that shows what happened to that family. And uh, one with uh, Zoe on what was her ultimate fate. That one was a bit of a pain in the ass, but I digress. <laughs> it, was, it was also goofy because you're literally just playing like some random uh, redneck whose special abilities he punches caters. So you're just like running around <laughs> punching the zombies in the face. You even sort of get a one punch ability. It's great. But anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I played a bit of this demo, and it is really, really good. It, very atmospheric. 
the game looks freaking beautiful. The enemies, uh, you only really see two, and I'm being generous with the two because one of them is just like the game over, really. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, mansion looks fantastic. Uh, everything that you have to deal with. Uh, this is you. You're essentially playing a character where you can't fight back. You can really just like walk around and start trying to <laughs> yeah, survive. Yeah, your controls are move and interact <laughs> and crouch. <laughs> Those are your three controls. And uh, I'm really hoping they do just what they did with the previous demo. I don't know if you remember the Resident Evil 7 one. Yeah. But, yeah, they where they just did continual updates to it, and they added a little bit more. And now you could suddenly find these coins that if you found all of them, it unlocked the special area or what have yeah. you. So. And that demo is basically like the first hour of the game too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, yes and no. Like it's literally like the first area of the game. You're right, but for the most part, you're playing as like separate characters oh, okay. that ultimately met their ultimate fate. There, in fact, uh, you actually in the very beginning of the game, you find their truck from when they were investigating the house. Uh, still there. Here, uh, spoiler: they're dead. But but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so. So I'm hyped. I, I'm ultimately hyped. I'm a little worried that we're going into uh, Resident Evil 4 or 5 territory with the guns, which, as we know, led to 6, which is when they just went full idiot on there <laughs> <laughs> with the gunplay. But I don't think Ethan's going to get to that point, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, anything else did you have to add on Resident Evil 8, buddy? No, not really. <laughs> All right. Well, we had a state of play, Joe. We did. Before we get into the thing that I care about, which, you know, two guesses what that was, uh, what did you think about the state of play? Or did you watch the state of play? Um, I did watch it. It was overall, until that very end, uh, supposed to be pretty uh, underwhelming, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I was about to say, wow, is this the first miss with the state of play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, then the main event hit, hit and it saved it, but uh, as it, which we'll get into in a second. But yeah, there's like, Watching it all, there was really nothing that really, like, say, oh, that's cool. There's nothing really that hooked me until the very yeah, end. Yeah, like, so. it was like, because the week before, I think, uh, Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct, and that was the first Nintendo Direct, like, extended one that they've done since, like, tw late 2019. So, like, the hype around that was, like, super crazy. And it felt like mm. Sony looked at that and was like, well, we can, we can do some stuff, too. <laughs> we can show you some stuff. And neither, neither the direction or the state of play was really as, as hypeable or hype-worthy as people wanted it to be. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I think it was just more of a declaration. Yeah, we're, we're still here. It's just, <laughs> you know, corona sucks and all that. But anyway, <laughs> so that, that was up until the main event. And a uh, little background here. Uh, my wife, Sandra, who, you know, I, I've mentioned quite a few times on this show. Uh, was with me in, in the theaters when we watched the uh, E3 conference when they first showed the original the teaser for the remake for Final Fantasy VII, and she and I were crying in the theaters like schmoes. <laughs> RK would later cry a little later with Shenmue Three. <laughs> we would cry for different reasons after the game was released, but I digress. <laughs> Love you, RK. Anyway, <laughs> so but after she played the game. And uh, overall, she loved it. She was a little concerned with the new direction, but overall, she she couldn't tell me that she didn't enjoy and love the game and the experience that it gave. But she's been pissed off at Square just for the radio silence. 
She's been really crabby about it. <laughs> She's like, it's going to be another five years before we even hear anything. I'm like, honey. <laughs> and it's like, I'm telling her, honey, it's been three months. <laughs> Maybe wait a year before you get, or you get too upset here. <laughs> it's like, no, we're never going to hear it about it ever again. Da, 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 da. Like, okay, well, that, that's a little extreme. <laughs> so... Then we hear the familiar music, and it is Final Fantasy VII. And uh, first one, and there's actually quite a few announcements that, not unlike uh, the PlayStation Five conference, we would later find out more stuff from tweets than we would from the yeah, actual trailer. Yeah, I mean, but to be fair, that stuff isn't coming to PlayStation at all, so it makes sense that that's they true. Put it in the state of place. Like, hey, check out these two mobile games, by the way. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> why, would, why, would Sony, why would Sony hype that stuff up? One, I would argue, should absolutely eventually make its way to uh, the PS4 or Switch, probably, is where it'll most likely land. But I, we'll get to that. Uh, so they, they reveal Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, as it's called, as it's the big PlayStation 5 uh, upgrade that we've all been waiting for, <laughs> that I'm actually looking back on it kind of shocked that it, it didn't get here here sooner in fact it's coming out almost a year to the day that the uh, game came out well it's over a year because the game came out in april this will be out in no, june no no it came out in june it got delayed from april to june i'm pretty sure what are you talking about the original remake on ps4 yeah the original remake oh, I, yeah that game came out in april dude <laughs> we're gonna settle we're gonna settle this here but anyway <laughs> so integrate is coming out and uh, to say it's going to have, like, upgrades and all that good stuff is, uh, is you know, obvious. Sadly, Joe, and I was looking for it. I don't know about you. I did not see, I did not see that one door in the slum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, April 10th. Look at that. All right. All right. So, all right. My mistake, then. But, all right. Like it's been almost. One of the biggest almost... games of the year. Why would I not know it came out in April? <laughs> I was pretty sure I played it in June. I got, I was wrong. All right. So, <laughs> so we but we got a whole bunch of cool stuff. New lighting, which is actually quite noticeable, especially side by side. Uh, updated graphics. Everything's going to be in uh, 60 frames a second. Load times are going to be much faster. Oh, Lord. Load times. A <laughs> lot less shimmying across planks in this game, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and the 60 frames, that's going to be like... They're gonna add a performance mode like they like they have to so many games over the last few years, where it's either 30 frames at 4K or it's gonna be like I'm I don't know what the resolution is at 60 frames, but I'm sure it's gonna be like 1080. Mm. And so that's cool enough. That's gonna come. This is coming out by the way in June 10th on June 10th. Well, it'll probably be in June 10th, I'm <laughs> sure, but uh, more more correctly on June 10th. And uh, but also notably, we got our first taste of DLC as for those wondering what would be the next uh, chapter in the story. It is also coming on June 10th in the form of Yuffie. Yeah, I, I never played through Final Fantasy 7 originally. So I was like, OK, like everyone's okay. losing their mind over Yuffie. And I'm just like, OK, she looks cool. All right. So all right. So now if you had, we'd be sharing a laugh over the focus being on Yuffie. But so. <laughs> Yuffie is famous in the game for being that character that everyone hated from Final Fantasy VII, in my opinion. Anyway. Oh, cool. She was just, <laughs> like, literally, you're first introduced to her. She, like, appears, you, she actually appears as a random enemy in the game, and you fight her until eventually it leads to a conversation where, depending upon 
certain selections, not unlike with uh, Vincent, who is the other optional character from Seven, uh, eventually it'll lead to something where she'll where uh, she'll join your party. And there's this very uh, notable arc in the story where if you didn't have her, this wouldn't happen. But once you go go there, she steals the entire party's materia (laughs) and uh, flees from you. And you're sort of left to find her in her town without a single bit of material. So you're just using like basic commands and items, which is pretty challenging, let me say. Oh, yeah. And uh, so she's like easily the youngest member of the party. So she and they've got the whole annoying teenager thing down with her. But and her whole gimmick was she was a ninja, which is sort of hard to portray in 1997 and let alone in a uh, turn based RPG. So uh, she didn't have really the opportunity to become that cool. (laughs) Now, fast forward here. And uh, this is where me and Sandra got excited for because Yuffie shows up in the game now. Yuffie doesn't show up until much later in the game. Like, that was kind of a concern with me and Sandra. It's like, it's going to be, it's like we were joking, it's going to be 20 years before we see Sid in the game. <laughs> Just because he, he's like on disc three or four, I believe. And <laughs> even, and, uh, well, prop maybe two. But uh, Vincent and Yuffie, they're like disc three or four easy. So we were like, oh, we're never going to see these people in our lifetimes. We might have... <laughs> Uh, so, so her being in this is a nice surprise as, uh, something I thought is a nice little, uh, advantage they have now. They could show what these characters that didn't show up, uh, until later in the story, what they're doing while Cloud and the others are, uh, doing stuff. In fact, there's like even a part of the trailer where Yuffie notices Cloud and the others during the events of the game and, uh, her partner, which we'll get to in a sec, uh, is telling her, let's avoid them. These people are crazy, but <laughs> And uh, that, that's the inter- other interesting part. It introduces a new character, I think, named Sonnen, who uh, uses a glaive, which is sort of like a spear-type weapon. And uh, it's uh, showing off a lot of stuff that I've heard people ask, why couldn't we see more of, like uh, double-team moves that they use quite a bit here. Also, you're getting a... Uh, with Yuffie, you know, they are actually able to show off that, that she's a bloody ninja. Like, she's able to collect boxes <laughs> by throwing a shuriken at it from far away and it coming back to her. She's instead of shimmying across a plank, she's uh, jumping. She's like uh, doing acrobatics to get across chasms and stuff. And uh, her main focus is fighting in the air, which is great. Like watching her take on that one flying dragon from the junkyard. You people know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, And watching her decimated. I was like, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) Hated that thing so much, but uh, and it looks really, really interesting, and it makes me wonder where it's going to go, especially with uh, Yuffie. Like in the trailer, she's like this super happy, energetic kid. However, she's a lot more jaded when when you get to her, which makes you wonder what happens between here and then that turns her into that. And uh, maybe this gives us the idea of what they were discussing because we, we've discussed that they've said that this is going to be like an episodic approach to the game. Yeah. So maybe this is going to be like every six months we get like a chapter or something like that. Or maybe they're just doing like a, a DLC on like the characters who are going to show up for a while. And then they release seven part two, which, you know, that naming's not going to get annoying. <laughs> <at all. laughs> yeah. It should just take the Avengers ap- approach where they just give a caption instead of a number. <laughs> uh, but I'm really stoked about it. What did you think about it? 
Um, I think it all looks great because I mean, uh, on PS4 is just incredible. So for, I mean, between just the upgrades and 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 really just anything at all to add to that story uh, is very much welcome <laughs> uh, in this household, to say the very least. Um, and what's cool is that you know, like if you've got the PlayStation 4 version, like the PS5 game is going to be uh, a free upgrade for you. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you'll have to pay for is uh, the Yuffie chapter or, or DLC, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And the game is on PlayStation Plus right now. Um, however, if you that's not going to be eligible for the PS5 upgrade. You have to you do have to pay for the game in some form uh, to be eligible for the upgrade. But very exciting times for for a very 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 good game. <laughs> And I will say this, if you're upset about it, but if you never got the chance to play the game when it came out, by all means, please get that free PS4 version and play through it. You'll So you can understand what I was talking about when I made this my game of the year 2020 and see what the whole hubbub is. And I guarantee you, you'll be up for dropping that money to get the PS5 version. If, oh, oh if you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, honestly, the most exciting thing uh, for me during that entire Final Fantasy VII kind of reveal Asan <laughs> that they had, um, aside from the games, is that they, they put out the entire soundtrack on, on all the streaming services. So you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Unlimited, or whatever you got. <laughs> um, and I was so excited. I was like telling all my friends, even though they didn't play the fucking game, <laughs> I was like, hey, man, so here's, like, you like music. <laughs> <laughs> right here's final fantasy seven mm. soundtrack and they looked at it as like like says here it's 158 tracks and eight and a half hours long i was like yep enjoy <laughs> 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 and my friend's like you're a maniac i was like just listen to it and then like the next day he's like uh this is actually pretty good <laughs> i was like no shit it's <laughs> fucking good <laughs> so i was so excited to share it with you so go ahead and enjoy that if you've got if you subscribe to any of those uh streaming services yeah, that that soundtrack is one of, is easily my favorite soundtrack in in 2020. Let alone, uh, oh, it's great. I'm looking forward to seeing where uh, Yakuza Seven ranks up. More on that later. But uh, oh, that the soundtrack for Seven is just incredible and a lot of good music last year. Between uh, oh yeah, between that, good lord, Final Fantasy Seven, Yakuza, and Persona Five Royal. Oh man, what a treat. Hmm. Uh, and. Uh, that was not the last bit of Final Fantasy VII news we got. As uh, well, one we're getting a mobile game where Final Fantasy VII bat- is a first-person shooter with battle royale on your mobile. Why which not? Are, why not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The they're they're trying to insinuate there's a story in there where you're it's the first soldier program and all and whatnot. But isn't that what it's literally called, first first soldier? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and there's like. Uh, According to them, we're gonna get we're gonna get some story beats where we're gonna encounter Sephiroth at the beginning, mm. which could be interesting. But it's kind of frustrating. It's in this, but uh, <laughs> but it's there, well, and yeah, it's uh, gonna be a very popular game because uh, for all the shit we talk about mobile games, uh, mobile games are very popular. Uh, Battle Royale games on mobile are very popular, <laughs> uh, especially in Japan, where it's like a lot. Apparently, as of right now, believe it or not, most of the gaming is really mobile. And consoles are having an uphill climb dealing with mobile mobile stuff, which is why these two games that we're about to talk about, or in the process of talking about, are on mobile first, and hopefully we'll get it to <laughs> a console game. But then they talked about the game, which really has me 
really has me pumped, and it's called uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, mm. which we uh, I believe we talked about them copywriting this name. And uh, yeah. further backstory with my wife. So when the, when the second trailer came out and we saw the combat, my wife was livid. Mainly because apparently she was under the belief that this was just going to be a full-on HD remaster more than a remake where it was still turn-based. and Because when she saw, like, the, as she put it, Kingdom Hearts-style fighting, which is, <laughs> is, isn't too far off there, but... And uh, she was like, oh, it's gonna it's just going to be terrible. And, hey, it wasn't. But anyway. <laughs> so apparently, though, Sandra was not the only one who had that reaction. And enough people had that goddamn reaction that Square is like, all right, here. <laughs> <laughs> and, they were, and they were making Ever Crisis, which... Looks like, for all intents and purposes, like that HD remaster you wanted of Seven. Like, uh, they were showing, like, they've only shown off, a, like, the beginning part of it with the bombing run. But uh, it's very much in the vein of Final Fantasy Seven, where you play, like, granted, they're HD remastered, for lack of a better term, sp- little chibi sprites when you're walking around on the overworld. And uh, then when you go into combat, it looks like Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Yeah. Like where, which was the style with seven because you were a little chibi SD form before and well, on the overall map. Then you get into the game into combat and then suddenly everything was much better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently this is going to be an episodic deal where they release a little bit of seven each month. But the main th- the uh, bigger thing is, is they've announced that it's not just seven they're doing. They're l- literally doing this for all the games. Yeah. And so, some aren't even games. <laughs> like, okay, so they're doing uh, Crisis Core, which I was really happy to hear. Yes, they're doing Dirge. <laughs> <laughs> that game is so good, and it's just trapped on PSP forever. It is, yes. Oh, and uh, we also they also showed off uh, Dirge Cerberus will be part of it. They're doing, uh, I think it was called After Crisis or or something like that. But that oh, was a, Adventure an ex- part of it, too. Yeah, I was about to get to there, but yeah, yeah, the, there was a mobile game that was uh, released only in Japan. That's going to be part of it. Advent Children, which really makes no goddamn sense because it's not a game. How are you making it into a game? <laughs> it's like, is there going to be a level where you're delivering stuff with cloud at the start of the game? <laughs> but yeah, like all of it. And they're all going to get like chapters and you can literally will be able to play through all of the Final Fantasy VII story right there on your iPad or phone or what have you. Yeah. And that's, and granted, I love Remake. I'm looking, I'm waiting with bated breath for everything that comes out with uh, Remake. But that fucking hell, Joe, that's not, that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I kind of wish it was at least on Switch or something (laughs) Or on console, but okay, I'll, I'll spend the. It'll probably be fifty nine ninety nine, but whatever, I'll spend it for the iPad or what have you. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? No, I think that's great too, because um, I mean, I've never played Dirge of Cerberus, but that game has its fans. But mostly, I, I really just want to play Crisis Core in some form, <laughs> because that game has been, like I said, it's been trapped on PSP uh, forever. Like that game is not even available digitally on PSP, so you couldn't take it over to the Vita to play it there. Um, like, you have to have a PSP to play that fucking game, uh, which is wild. What is it, like, 
15 years later. <laughs> it's interesting because I, I, from what I understand, a lot of it is the legal issues with the guy they got to play uh, the character Genesis, who's essentially the main antagonist for Crisis Core. Because they not because uh, it's he's played by a guy named Gact, not to be confused with Nickelodeon Gact. Okay. But uh, <laughs> but apparently he was a, a pop singer at the time slash actor, and he not only they not only did they uh, use him but they used his likeness, and eventually he got he had issues with that and he wants to get paid for the likeness, so that character is kind of in limbo and not sure what we're. And which is one of the reasons why Square can't really re-release the game because that character is all over it. <laughs> well, I have a counterpoint. Yes, they fucking okay. can. <laughs> just either, <laughs> either just pay the man or replace the man. You're Square fucking Enix. You've got the resources to do either one. I don't know if they have the funds though, but but uh... they don't have the funds. <laughs> Square Enix, publisher of Final Fantasy. Fucking seven that made like a gajillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're trying not to spend a gajillion dollars. Just to I don't think it cost a gajillion dollars. <laughs> well, we'll see what what's happening there. But God something damn, that this it, fucking game already. <laughs> so something that's a little promising is that uh, I don't know if you may have noticed uh, at the end of the trailer that they showed off uh, for uh, the uh, Final Fantasy VII Integrate stuff. You suddenly saw flashes of a dude in a uniform with white hair that kind of looked like a, an extremely buff Sephiroth. Do you remember that? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Well, at the end of the trailer, there was a uh, several flashes of a dude in a uniform with uh, wild white hair that looked like a really buff Sephiroth. And that <laughs> character is named Weiss, who is uh, actually was the main antagonist of uh, Dirge of Cerberus and uh, was uh, also connected with the character of Genesis from, uh, from Crisis Core. In fact, like the end of Dirge of Cerberus is Genesis uh, resurrecting himself, picking up Weiss's body and flying to the sky for a uh, sequel that never came. But... <laughs> There, there was big plans for Genesis up until uh, Gact started doing this power play with his likenesses and whatnot. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, a lot of people are getting like, which is interesting because uh, also in that gameplay footage uh, for uh, the episode Yuffie, you may recall these enemies in these kind of Tron looking outfits. It was like black and blue with like this weird uh, symbol on the front. Uh, those were enemies from Deep Ground, which once again was also uh, a big de deal from uh, Dirge of Cerberus. So, uh, which is interesting because it's once again sort of intersecting the lines there because we're now in uncharted territory with uh, Seven's story. That they literally have carp launch, launch uh, to do whatever they want now. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh, I've already heard like uh, rumors that they've been. There are already several Square uh, interviews out there where they're being really secretive on what they're going to do with these characters. Uh, oh, before I forget, uh, uh, another bit of news that dropped was uh, Tetsuo Nomura <laughs> uh, actually announced he stepped down as director to, uh, and I apologize, I can't remember his name, but it's essentially, he, he's giving the reins over to this other guy, which... Uh, I sh I told Sandra she should be very happy with, and she's like, "Why?" You're like, 
Like, okay, you remember that Kingdom Hearts boss from Seven that you didn't like at all and you made you worry that this is going to become Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah. Tetsuya Nomura is the Kingdom Hearts guy, and he's just announced that he's not going to do this anymore. And he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we need to worry about FF7, 358 days over two nights or whatever <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> There's not going to be a scene where cloud just suddenly falls into a deep sleep and we switch to a different character none of that stuff we'll see we'll see <laughs> uh they are kooky over there at uh, square <laughs> but anyway uh so a lot of exciting things in seven if you thought that it's going to be another five years before we see something you were wrong and we should just be happy because you know ff7 remake is great and it doesn't suck which is more than what I could say about Avengers. Segway. <laughs> smooth. Real smooth. S- smooth. So uh, these aren't real stories. Well, these are stories, but these are just like little things that I'm just going to laugh at here. Uh, Avengers, uh, that popular... We're not talking about the movie franchise, which is excellent. We're talking about the video game, which is not. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, they've been going through a little bit of a rough patch here. They, you you bought into that game you've sort of had a big cup of nothing for a while up until hawkeye and uh kate bishop came out however you're back with a cup of nothing why nothing i mean there's no real contact edition you're just just doing the same stuff over and over and over and over again hoping for leveling and uh and uh, minor upgrades for your weapons and whatnot as you're waiting for them like that you're, you're still waiting for that big boom that big update that big DLC that's coming yeah. out, which really, so far, they have nothing. <laughs> well, great news. The people... Oh, this is Square again, isn't it? Oh, it is. oh dear. Yeah. Okay, we, we could get 358 days over two, I suppose, but after all. But <laughs> they heard your concerns and complaints, folks, and great news. They, come up with a, they came up with a new strategy to give you something to do, and that's to increase the level <laughs> requirements for going up on levels so you're gonna have to grind even more with less <laughs> abilities joe we did it we we did it game is safe <laughs> look folks we're sorry that we've been slow with new content so to make up for it uh we're gonna force you to play the old content even longer <laughs> <laughs> oh good god uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man please look forward to new content oh god (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, like this game is like the ultimate example of a perfectly fine and good single player game because people love that single player story like from all Mm. i've heard about it like the single player stuff is really good uh with kamala khan as as kind of the focus and kind of the driving force behind the story but then they just decided hey we should make it also a life service game as well where you know you're playing in raids (laughs) and all this shit uh, and just beating up the same robots over and over and the same missions over and over. And now, with this update, you get to do that even longer. Hooray. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Oh, Thanks, guys. This game has been a flaming dumpster fire. <laughs> from the moment, literally from the moment we saw the Avengers in this game, it's been <laughs> a gigantic. Like a dollar store looking at his cast. And you know what? I was one of those defenders who defended the the models there. It's like, all right, well, as long as they play like them, da, da da da, or have like a solid plan behind it. But really, I should have just taken that as the harbinger slash red flag of the whole thing. <laughs> oh god! It, how, how long do you think this game la- has, Joe? Uh, man, I don't know. Cause I mean, they still, I mean, there's still stuff in the pipeline besides this Hawkeye stuff. Like they 
announced. We haven't gotten to Spider-Man Yeah, Spider-Man they announced as a PlayStation exclusive thing. Uh, and we haven't even seen so much as a character model for that. <laughs> like, they have to at least release Spider-Man, you would think. You think, like, Sony would be a little rib shit. It's, if it's they... on the fucking box. <laughs> it's on the box. They have to release it. <laughs> oh. oh. I would love it if it was like, okay, well, the game's dead, but we have to release Spider-Man, so here's a copy of the PS2 version. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man 2 from me ages ago. <laughs> hey, man, that game was good. <laughs> it was good. It, it was the best Spider-Man game for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Game's not even a year old, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> this one I'm pretty sure came out in June. Am I mistaken with that one, too? Uh, I think it was May. Good God. All right, <laughs> I'll take your word for it this time. But, uh, you can have this I one. mean, that game is on sale pretty frequently now. Um, and I got it for really cheap. I haven't played it yet because I've been waiting for the PlayStation 5 update, which, oh. is, which is out next week, I think, or this week as we record this. But uh, yeah, like I picked it up for like 15 bucks from Gamefly. Oh, very good. Yeah, so I think even if all I play is the story uh, and only touch on the multiplayer stuff a little bit, um, I think it'd be probably worth 15 bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Like I've been waiting for 19.99 on PSN. I don't think I don't think it's gone below thirty yet, but I have seen it for thirty bucks on PSN and Xbox Live. I've seen it for twenty nine ninety nine, and I'm not quite ready to sp- drop that on the, <laughs> on it yet. But yeah. So, but Avengers, as bad as it is, is still alive, which is more than I can say for our next game here, <laughs> <laughs> Anthem, which finally bit the big one, my friend. <laughs> All these Destiny clones are having a bad time. <laughs> Yeah, as a guy who plays Destiny 2, I'd, I have to agree with the popular sentiment amongst the creators or uh, content creators for the game. The, at this point, the only thing that's going to kill Destiny is Destiny. Yeah, it, it's not going to be... Which is a shame, because Anthem had some interesting ideas, I will say. Yeah, like I hear... Like, I've never played it, but like looking at videos of it, like flying around in those suits looks like a lot of fun. Um, but... You know, that can't be the whole game, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, granted, for I, I, I've I, only really watched uh, gameplay footage of it, but uh, they had, the the classes had, like, interesting ideas and concepts behind them, which is something that Destiny admittingly lacks a little bit. Uh, and uh, a lot of the gameplay, granted, the flying stuff, they, just, they had the bright idea of making your jetpack overheat so you'd have to fly under waterfalls in order to cool <laughs> down the jetpack so you can keep flying, which is a little silly, but whatever. <laughs> and uh, they had some great ideas, but they just did nothing with it. And it's kind of depressing because I, I started doing some research on the game after it. they announced that they were killing it. And up until the point they were killing it, they were getting ready to release, I believe it was called Anthem Next, which was essentially going to be their revitalization, essentially what uh, they did with No Man's Sky with yeah. Uh, Next. Yeah, yeah that... like it's like the game wasn't beyond, you know, saving because, I mean, No Man's Sky, like you said, is a popular example. Fucking Final Fantasy fourteen, <laughs> like mm. went dark for like a month while they, <laughs> while they implemented a bunch of changes. And like now that game is like beloved <laughs> by people who play it. Yeah, and uh, they were literally working on getting everything everything all set, but unfortunately, COVID hit, and uh, that according to them, that had quite a few uh, 
caused quite a few issues with it. Uh, honestly, I'm sure it did to some extent, but they're also working on Mass Effect. They're also working on Dragon Age, which are their big money titles. Yeah. And they especially need to hit Mass Effect out of the park, considering the job they did with the last sequel. <laughs> like, I, I just feel so bad for Bioware, because, man, you know, after they wrapped up Mass Effect 3, which, you know, I liked, but, you know, like that, like the ending of that soured a few people. Um, mm. But it didn't turn everybody off completely. Um, you know, people still love that trilogy as a whole. But between, you know, that... And Dragon Age Inquisition was, was pretty well received, so they still had some juice after that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, with Mass Effect Andromeda and then Anthem uh, to, you know, to, to whiff so hard on back-to-back games like that really did a number on that studio. Um, so for them to be working on sequels to Dragon Age and Mass Effect and also trying to fix Anthem... Like, there's just no way that they weren't spreading themselves too thin on all that stuff. Mm. Like, it's been years since Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Like, it's been a while since those last games came out. Um, so, peop- like, those games are, are pretty well due, and we've barely seen anything out of either of those games. <laughs> like, at the Game Awards, they finally put out a trailer for the new Mass Effect, which still doesn't have an official name publicly. Uh and it was just like a 30-second teaser trailer of somebody finding a fucking helmet. <laughs> uh, and then Dragon Age, it's been the same thing. Like, they've been working on that game publicly forever, and we've barely seen anything from that, too. So for them to still be working on Anthem, a game that, frankly, no, like not many people gave a shit about uh, from the get-go, uh, I don't know, it just felt like a weird use of their resources. I will say I do feel extremely bad for the community, which is something I also got a chance to research. Like, uh, believe it or not, there is like there was a a big community of people that were say, that were still pl- loyally playing this game. Well, I'd say there's a dedicated community. I wouldn't say it's a huge community. <laughs> oh, okay, Fine. A dedicated community. And I was listening to YouTubers who were reviewing it, and it is really like there's this one guy who is like, hey, guy. YouTuber, his na- channel's name was Your Anthem, and he did like video after video, and he was uh, towards the end, he was doing like all these updates on what was going to be in Anthem next, and then out of nowhere, Anthem Anthem RIP, and it's him like for four minutes just going like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my channel now, but thank you guys for being with me, but I, I'm kind of in shock, like yeah, he, he wanted to be this statement on what what's going to be next but he was just in shock that the game was dead and i i feel bad like because uh i'm a guy who plays destiny 2 and uh that game much to joe's chagrin takes up quite a bit <laughs> of my time and uh i but i enjoy it but i play it because i enjoy the heck out of it i enjoy getting these guns i enjoy the activities and uh it's something like uh, i can play from time to time with my wife and if it just out of nowhere, just if Bungie was just like, yeah, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> it would suck. So I can, I, I feel for these people. Yeah. I mean, the game isn't completely dead yet. I mean, they, they're simply not good for now. Like they're the news is that, you know, they're not going to put out those updates that people have been looking forward to. Um, but the game obviously is still alive and, and available to play, but this kind of just right. tells everyone it's like, yeah, those days are very much numbered now. Yeah. I mean, eventually, like, I do wonder about the base that'd be like, okay, so this is it. Like, essentially, like, yes, this is 
this is the game now. You, you can just keep doing the same thing you're doing, or you can find something else. Yeah. And whether that be Destiny or Warframe or all the other Marvel's various games Avengers, out there. Marvel is it? They need catch the Hey, fever. you're gonna have some time. <laughs> <laughs> Takes for fucking ever to level up. Now have fun. <laughs> Finally, giving the people oh. what they want. <laughs> and Anthem is it a year old now? I, I feel like it's over a year old. I think. Good lord! Like I'm pretty sure that's a 2019 game at the least, maybe even 2018. I'm going to check that out here. Came out... Yeah, it looks like it came out February 22nd, 2019. Yeah, so that game is two years old. <laughs> Good lord. I think by this time next year, um, that'll be it for that. Yeah. Damn, yeah. You know what sucks? This may ruin my whole wait a year thing that I've, I've said with these <laughs> games here. Because <laughs> that was two years. But I, I guess like... Wait a year and see if any content was released for it. Is what I should is the strategy. If because you know Destiny had content released, it may not have had the the DLC come out, but it did have content on a semi monthly basis, which is key. Yeah, they didn't just sit sit on their ass. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I uh, man, I mean, I'm rooting really hard for Bioware to to get their act together because <laughs> man, I I fucking love those Mass Effect games. Like, <laughs> and I guess to kind of go on a site slight news tangent here um you know they they they, they finally announced those fucking mass effect trilogy remasters that people have been clamoring for <laughs> for years and years now uh mm. so you know that original trilogy is finally coming out i think in may um so in a couple months you know they're finally they're finally putting those games out uh and i'm extremely excited for that like those games are some of my favorite games of all time like mass effect 2 man video games don't get a whole lot fucking better than mass effect 2 let me tell you. And, you know, off the heels of them announcing that, I, I between them announcing that and just me being at, at peak <laughs> unemployed pandemic <laughs> quarantine, uh, I was like, well, I think I'm just going to finally play all the way through Mass Effect <laughs> Andromeda <laughs> because fuck it, I guess. <laughs> and I played through that game and, you know, like I played a little, I played about 20 hours of it when it first came out fucking almost four years ago. Like, and that game ran like shit back then. And, <laughs> like, that game was famously very broken uh, at launch. You know, they, they, they spent a lot of time fixing that game. Uh, but, you know, even at, they, they reached a point where they've just kind of like, <laughs> they're like, well, that's, that's pretty much that for that. Like, we've got to stop spending money <laughs> and resources on Mass Effect Andromeda so that we can work on Anthem. <laughs> uh, which is ironic, I guess, at this point. Uh, but you know, like that game is still pretty buggy, <laughs> uh, the, the way they finally left it. Like they didn't put out any DLC for it. Like they did with all the other Mass Effect games. Um, like that game still got a lot of issues with it, but like at its core, like there's a good game in there somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, like the story is, I think, I, I think the story in that game is really cool. Uh, you know, like the moving into an entirely different galaxy, like that as a story conceit, I think is awesome. Uh, hmm. but you know, like narratively, it still has its issues too. Like moving f to different galaxies, like there's only two new species that you run into. And on top of the fact, on top of that, like you leave a bunch of species from the Milky Way behind as well. So it's like the, the diversity in the game from like an alien standpoint is like way down from like the other games. So it's like, yeah, ah, oh, man, that game was <laughs> with more time could have been so good. 
uh, and the story, like the story, like the way it wraps up, you know, like I would like to see more <laughs> from the Andromeda like side of things, but like who the fuck knows uh, what's gonna happen to all that stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I I really hope that whatever new Mass Effect thing ends up being good, because <laughs> I don't know if I can take another middling Mass Effect game. Uh. I think like uh, the best thing I've heard about Andromeda, and I'm a little touchy on Andromeda because uh, I missed the whole Mass Effect craze. And uh, when Andromeda got announced, like, okay, I'm not going to miss this one. <laughs> uh, uh, Joe and uh, even Tyler and various other people were going on about how great this game was. I'm going to be there on ground floor for the first game. And uh, pre-ordered it, spent, got the uh, deluxe edition for 10 bucks more. I'm not going to sweat that too much and i'm like all right i'm fully on board i'm ready for this journey and i start the journey and i'm like oh man (laughs) (laughs) and and i touch down and i get in the car and i drive in the car like a few inches and it bursts into flames (laughs) (laughs) oh man nothing's shooting at me by the way Like the game is like I said, the game isn't as broken now as it was then, but like there's still a lot of like really big bugs that you're like, how the fuck is still was this ever still a problem? Like there were time like there were like three instances where I was in the middle of a fight and the audio would just cut out completely. Like no audio whatsoever. <laughs> and you know, I thought like, oh maybe if I just re- like if I finish this fight and then restart the game from the menu, it'll be fine. It's like, nope, still no audio whatsoever. So I had to like hard hard exit the game and reset that way for it to get audio back. Like, there are instances where, like, my squad mates were simply just stopped fighting. <laughs> uh, so, like, it's literally just me against this giant boss. I'm like, come on! <laughs> God damn it! Do something! <laughs> Fuck, you're just looking at him. <laughs> oh, man. So, and that happened a handful of times as well, but that stuff exists, but, you know, it's it's a shame, because, I mean, there, there's a lot of cool shit in that game. Like, a lot of the planets and environments... And landscapes, um, like, there's some parts of the game where it's like, man, this is genuinely cool. <laughs> uh, like, I just wish they didn't fucking botch it in <laughs> so many other ways. Because this could have been a really cool game. Oh, yeah, it could have been. Like, uh, I still like Giant Bomb- Bombcast's idea that they should have altered the ending. So, like, at, when you finish the game, it then cuts to uh, Shepard and everyone pulling off VR goggles, revealing they were playing a video game <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Oh, and Shepard going, well, that was weird. And then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Because <man>. <laughs> your squad mates in that game, too, are, are really fun. Like, I love most of them. Like, the only characters I didn't really care for was what happens in pretty much most Mass Effect games, where it's like the human characters are usually the least interesting ones. And that's mm. true here in Andromeda, too. But for the most part, like, I love all my squad mates in that game. Like, I would love to see mm. more of them. Well, maybe the maybe the next game could be like a crossover, or maybe hey, ha- here's an idea: do over, <laughs> <laughs> like the de- never has the term definitive edition but meant more if they were to redo. <laughs> oh man! But I mean, I'm excited uh, as hell for that Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition. I, I encourage you to check that out, Malcolm, because those games are still really high on my list. Uh, I, I may wait uh, for the reviews to come out, but yes, I'm very... <laughs> I mean, the, like, the, the, I I feel like a lot of the trouble that Bioware ran into is what a lot of EA studios ran into uh, when they introduced the Frostbite engine. That, mm. that, that DICE 
because DICE created the, the Frostbite engine for the Battlefield games. At some point, EA just kind of mandated that that's the engine that everybody uses for all, <laughs> like all the studios use for all the games. Uh, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense. <laughs> like fucking FIFA and Madden run out of fucking Frostbite engine now. Uh, oh, Lord. And I don't know. Like, I feel like, like Bioware just didn't handle it. Like, Bioware just, I don't know, couldn't figure it out, I guess. Because between Anthem and, 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 and Mass Effect Andromeda, like, those games just did not hit. <laughs> um, especially Andromeda from, from just a technical standpoint. Like, that game was extremely flawed, <laughs> to say the least. Oh, did you hear what they did with FIFA this year? <laughs> what? It, where they literally just announced it's the same game as uh, FIFA 2020. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah. Look. I feel like they do that with the Switch games, where they're like they call that the Legacy Edition, where it's, where it literally is the same game as before. All they do is update the rosters. Yeah, uh, but they they did this with the uh, they did it this year. This has been like a a point of outrage, which you know, hey, it's FIFA <laughs> or it's EA. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they basically I think it's even on the box or somewhere where they just say, yeah, this is the same. This is literally the same game as uh, 2020, or as our previous game. We're just re-releasing it <laughs> and forcing you to bot pay for it. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, wrapping up with Anthem, uh, the good news is, and uh, forgive me if you touched on it already, but uh, I guess like the one sa- silver lining with Anthem going down is because of this, the next installments of uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age will not have free-to-play or, no, excuse me, game-as-a-service <laughs> services in them. So. Yeah, um, I think, man, I, I, if there's a silver lining with all this, it's that, yes, that, that between Anthem and, and Marvel's Avengers, publishers will stop mandating this games-as-a-service shit <laughs> uh, and forcing that stuff where it doesn't really belong. Um, I mean, Anthem was, I guess, built with that in mind to begin with, but, you know, like a game like Marvel's Avengers, you know, absolutely did not need that at all and it did the game a disservice by including it for them to think that they could do that kind of stuff in dragon age i don't know what the fuck they thought they were going to do with that. <laughs> like i mean there was multiplayer in mass effect 3 and in mass effect andromeda and mass effect 3's multiplayer is actually really fun uh but it was mm. basically just a horde mode it wasn't much more than that but it was fun and the multiplayer in Mass Effect uh, Andromeda tied into the story where um, the more missions you do, just the more resources you could collect uh, for you to use in single player. So it wasn't a huge deal, but I'm glad that they didn't go further than that <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, Lessons learned. Indeed, indeed. All right, so that's all the news bits that I had here <laughs> that I wanted to discuss. Did you have anything on your end, bud? Uh, no, that's about it for me. All right. So we're... So we're finally at games we've played. Uh, do you want me to go first just to get Destiny 2 out of the sure. way? Sure. <laughs> well, right. We're talking about games as a, as a service. Indeed. Which uh, we'll switch to one who's actually been doing a pretty decent job. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the new uh, season, as uh, with Destiny, they have like a season, season usually every two, three months. So where it's like a new focus. And uh, a new thing now is they got new story beats as well as... Uh, uh, essentially, everything has been actually building within the Destiny 2 story for this eventual war with uh, Savathun, which is one of these hive gods that they've actually been building up since Destiny 1. Mm. And uh, essentially, uh, one of the casualties has been one of the uh, races you've been fighting, uh, the Cabal, they're called, which are these big, huge, gigantic uh, warrior types. They're essentially the Klingon of, Klingons <laughs> of, the, of the Destiny world. 
And uh, after having fought through quite a few, including one through when I say quite a few, I mean kings or rulers of the Cabal, including one that almost wiped everyone out in the beginning of the Destiny 2, you uh, actually face off against Keitel, who is the daughter of the former ruler, uh, Emperor Callus, who we were playing around on his ship uh, for raids and whatnot not too long ago. And uh, essentially, she's like, hey, let's uh, let's form an alliance. You serve under me. And re- immediately, like, okay, that's that's not an alliance, but continue. And <laughs> she's basically telling you to bow, and you give her the finger. And so uh, she then goes off to re- create a war council. And their, her way of doing a war council is essentially she throws these uh, proving grounds where a bunch of cabal either fight each other or fight this enemy to prove their how tough they are. So this opens up a brand new game called Battlegrounds, in which case your character can basically interrupt them. And by interrupt, I mean participate. You can join in and you can fight the forces. And going by the Cabal's own laws, by you killing the Cabal there, including the leader at the end, it's actually you who have proven that you're, that you're the worthy one. And that you're superior and you're so not only wiping out Keitel's own war council, but you're also uh, proving yourself superior. And by the Cabal's own law, any weapons that you pick up during this is yours. You're not stealing like you proved yourself worthy. Therefore, you own all the weapons. (laughs) So it's an interesting story beat. And we get like a new bit of story each week of uh, of what Keitel's doing. Like the new uh, story beat this week was that she's trying that she's looking to potentially murder Zavala, who is the leader of the Guardians and whatnot. So, and she actually figured out a way to do it. So it's uh, so that's the interesting story beat. A lot of the community is getting concerned that Zavala is going to die, which uh, you know Zavala has been there since the literal beginning. He was the he was the Titan Vanguard, and he's sort of become like the leader of the entire group, especially after Cade died. So this is something a lot of people are uh, actually interested in seeing here. Uh, plus, we've got like this really cool message, uh, mission called the Presage, which is this really fantastic uh, little bit of, of a mission here because it, it's to say it's inspired by Dead Space is sort of an understatement. Essentially, you get this SOS signal in the middle of space and you find this dead ship floating in there mm-hmm. and you touch down and you explore it, and uh, one of the web, one of the enemy types is these enemy called Scorn, which are essentially these drugged up fallen that are just like high off their own supply. But you go in there, and they're now monstrous, and there's this pl- mysterious plant that's growing throughout the ship, and uh, you're exploring everywhere, and like these monstrous creatures just come out of nowhere. You're hearing voices of the dead all over the place. And it's a really, really well-made mission, and you learn more and more. You finding out that Emperor Callus, who is the father of Keitel, was actually experimenting on the Scorn deep in space to learn more about the power of darkness to basically resurrect himself, who you find out is actually slowly dying. <laughs> like this se- this uh, season since uh, the latest DLC dropped, uh, story-wise, has been like the best that uh, destiny's been story-wise you learn more new stuff and uh, it's uh, and about the lore and the characters and there are like definite changes like stuff happens which uh, by the way is the 
what you need to do if you want to have a story that that makes people engaged and wanted and want to participate is stuff needs to happen. Like we were just talking about like how Zavala might is might die. Like if that happens, then obviously then stuff happened. <laughs> and uh, they introduce whole new weapons and all new exotics. They've got new, they've got new strikes that are dropping. And uh, I've, I've been really thoroughly entertained with destiny for the past couple last couple of weeks here, especially. So, which, you know, a lot of people were concerned before Season of the Chosen because previous season, they didn't really have a lot of weapons and loot and all that stuff. But this this season, they're like, okay, here's everything we apparently didn't drop in the last season, plus everything in this season. So there's a lot of stuff to do. So uh, I've been enjoying myself. I have to say that. So Destiny 2, really enjoyed it. Still play it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it is not dying anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, they're still they still got to get that crossplay out though. They they finally did say that they were work. That's probably gonna be this year finally. Yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting because because uh, let's I'll, I'll just with the PC people uh, the main concern is PC because PC uh, there there's a lot of cheaters. Like when I say cheaters, I mean there are actual mods that they create to give you perfect game perfect aim in the game. Right, aim yeah. and. And it can shoot through walls and stuff. So a lot of people are like, I don't want to play with those people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whenever I get decide to get into Destiny 2, like, I, I don't really plan on going into the Crucible anyway to, to play mm. a lot of competitive shit. Because um, even now, with uh, the PS5 and Xbox Series uh, X updates, where you can play that game in 100, at 120 frames, uh, even then, that's that's already a huge advantage for people over people playing just at 60 frames. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, like I've got no interest in playing <laughs> competitively, especially against uh, PC players. Like, I just want to be able to team up with people, you know, on PlayStation or whatever. If I'm playing an Xbox, uh, to you know, do some raids and whatnot. Some further Destiny news here. Uh, one bit is something I find funny, and having you just saying you didn't want to com- participate with PvP stuff, you'll find even more funny. Uh, but apparently, Bungie is doing really well. Uh, to a point where they're not only doubling their their uh, employees there, but they're also getting offices uh, in other countries. Yeah. And the people that were working on the game are now working on expanding the universe into other forms of media. So there's already like talk that there's going to be a uh, Destiny Netflix series. <laughs> Is that there's a lot of lore that would be, make for a really good movie, honestly. But you know we can't. They can't really show it in the game because your char- This this is all lore that happened before your character was even awoken. So that's going to bore a lot of people. <laughs> Malcolm, I, I I refuse to engage a story in any way except by going to Bungie.net to read those grimoire cards. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's the only way I'm going to take in any Destiny lore. Uh, well, I'm afraid th- that side unfortunately is down, but there is a dude who basically took all those Grimoire cards and loaded it onto a website <laughs> that I do read from time to time. Good. Oh, uh, I remember the Grimoire cards. <laughs> <laughs> give me Grimoire cards or give me death, Malcolm. Uh, so, yeah, the, just to further emphasize, like, and, it was, and it's interesting because uh, a lot of people were saying because there was uh, Beyond Light. Then the next uh, DLC is uh, Witchfall, I believe it's called, or something like that. And, no, no, it's like uh, 
season of the season of the witch or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> there's the second season. And then the last season was one called Lightfall. And they made a point. Everything is building up to that. And a lot of people were thinking that because, you know, uh, they are work. Bungie is working on another game called Matter that Tenet will be called Matter. We don't know what it's about or if it's even Destiny related. Uh, and so a lot of people were speculating that we were seeing the end of Destiny after that season, whether it be to do Destiny 3 or whether they just stopped doing Destiny. Uh, however, with the news drop that I mentioned there, they uh, it not only gave the emphatic notion that, you know, Destiny's fine. But they also talked about how the, they're adding another DLC after Lightfall. And that after that DLC, that'll be the end of the first arc of the Destiny saga. Which, by the way, includes everything from Destiny 1 up until this point. <laughs> so, And that's what really blew people's mind. It's like, wait, all of this was just part one? <laughs> so, yeah, we're, 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 I'm going to be playing Destiny for a while. Uh, but out of curiosity, Joe... Did you hear uh, the controversy about uh, Trials of Osiris this last week? I did not. Oh, God. <laughs> so for those who don't know, trial there's like multiple forms of uh, PvP. The most basic form is what Joe said, the Crucible. There's also Iron Banner, which pops in every once in a while. But the big one is every week is this game called tri Trials or Trials of, of Osiris for length. Uh, where essentially the idea is you uh, form form groups of people and you try to win seven seven matches in a row, which is called going flawless. And in doing so, you get uh, these amazing weapons that are only available in trials, which is a little frustrating because the weapons are quite fantastic and they involve being really, really good at PvP for three to seven games straight. And the annoying thing is, like, essentially the best of the best play trials. So if you're like me, who's not the best of the best, it's kind of like hell on earth. Not so, <laughs> exactly. And it's been an issue uh, that uh, a lot of people have had with trials for a while, especially when stasis came out, which is essentially the power to freeze enemies and then give you time to shoot them multiple times in the head. So PVP in a while has been in a state of uh, this isn't fun for a while. So, these geniuses came up with this brilliant, brilliant uh, notion of doing it. So essentially, they, it's called the China Casino Rule, because apparently this all originated from a server in China. So essentially, three people join up. Two of them have this particular emblem called Hawkeye, which is essentially the spanner for your character. And you go into a waiting room until you meet somebody who has a team with people with likewise the same banner and one guy is different. The two people with the two banners that are not the same then converse message each other. They become friends so they can message each other and they, they play this random number generator from one to 10. Mm. The winner lets his team know that they won. And while the other team, uh, while the other guy switches to uh, another character that he's fine with losing, they, they enter a game, and then the other team quits so that the other team gets the victory. <laughs> and if, the other, if that team that just lost enters a game with somebody else and they win, everybody switches to their primary character that they're trying to go flawless with, and the other team throws the game, and they win. Cool. And, <laughs> and now to give you an idea how, how many people... We're not having fun with uh, <laughs> trials. This past weekend, Joe, 
between 40 to 50% of PC players were getting flawless without kills, which means they were doing this method. So people would rather <laughs> roll a, an imaginary dice to get these weapons than play the actual game, which is the message I feel like the developers should take away from this. Yeah. And as a result of which, Bungie has permanently disabled trials for the foreseeable <laughs> future as they try to figure out a way to solve this issue. It is something they've addressed. Like They're even trying to figure out a, a, a form of trials that's single-player based. So it wouldn't involve PvP at all, so people could participate in play. So, which sounds great, but we're waiting for that idea. So that that was the major controversy here, and it's funny, like so, like the true the Puriosos of <laughs> Destiny Two, where they're like, I can't believe these cheaters, and how could they do this? And all right, it's Destiny. You can't. Fun fact with Destiny 2, you can't give someone a weapon, you can't sell it. Like once you buy it, it's your once you earn it, it's yours. So it's not really hurting anything. Yeah. So yes, yeah, and secondly, and as I've said, we had over almost 50% of the freaking fam of the people playing on PC, which is a substantial number, who would rather do it this way than actually play the game. That's really more of a statement on where that game part of the game is at this time. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but it was funny. It was just like they came up with this whole intricate, like, uh, it's funny, like the rules. You can, like, Google the rules. Like, that someone made, like, this little poster explaining everything step by step. It's like somebody sat down and worked this all out. And they, <laughs> and they got away with it for a few weeks before they were caught. It was actually pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> but anyway, so that's where Destiny is right now. Joe, what have you been up to? Oh, uh, man, I finally corrected one of our big oversights from uh, our game of the year for 2020 uh, by playing some Hades, a game that topped Ooh. many people's game of the year lists, uh, but was absent from our show altogether <laughs> because neither of us have played it. But I, that changes, uh, that changed about a month ago when I finally bought and started playing Hades. And let me tell you, that's a quality game <laughs> right there. That's, uh, that's. Like, I, I've played that game for a good 20 to 30 hours now, and I've loved every part of it so far. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's what it is. It's a, it's kind of like a top-down uh, roguelike action game. Uh, mm. You know, very easy to play. Um, you know, like, you've got your, your attack, you've got your special, uh, you've got a cast button where you can got a projectile, you got a dash, and that's pretty much it. You, you, you work with those. Yeah, like the the, con the combat is 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 fun. Uh, you, you can unlock a few different weapons as you progress. Um, you know, being a role guy, it, it, it's designed for you to fail pretty much all the time. Um, <laughs> but you know, as you as you progress through the game, you're collecting what they call darkness. Uh, that's kind of like a mm -hmm. currency that allows you to, to unlock uh, permanent upgrades to make it a little to make it a little easier for you each time. You know, you can do a little extra damage, you get a little extra health, uh, and you build your way up that way and you know, you're collecting also like these keys that like you unlock more weapons and, you know, you get a pretty diverse set of weapons that you can choose from for each run. You know, you've got like a sword, you've got a shield that you can bash and throw around like Captain America, you got a spear, you got a bow and arrow, just tons of stuff. You'll even get 
like they don't, they'll even incentivize you to, to use certain weapons sometimes where it's like, if you use the sword this time, you'll get 20% extra darkness. It's like, ah, oh, okay. Uh, and okay. it kind of incentivizes you to kind of, you know, mess around with all the different weapons. You'll also collect boons from the gods of Olympus because the, the whole story of Hades is that you play as the son of Hades, uh, Zagreus, who's trying to escape Hades and, and get up to the surface. And obviously that pisses off Hades, <laughs> your dad. So he's trying to do everything he can to keep you down, you know, by making it a roguelike environment. And, you know, the, the gods of Olympus are, are, you know, from up there cheering you on and they give you these boons that make you stronger during your current run. So mm-hmm. these aren't like permanent upgrades, but like they'll, these are upgrades that apply to that current run. Uh, so you can upgrade, you know, your attacks, your dash, all that good stuff. And yeah, man, all that stuff is really great. <laughs> like it, it all plays so well. What's interesting, too, is that, you know, failing over and over is also how you progress uh, the story as well. Um, Like, you'll always end up at the House of Hades uh, when you die. And there's a few characters there that that are always there. Um, They've always got something interesting to say based on, like, what killed you. (laughs) You know, based on how many times you've made it back or you've been forced back to the House of Hades. Like, they'll start telling you different things about uh, what your actual lineage is, this and that. You know, really, really good stuff. Like, I've never been a huge roguelike uh, guy, but but you know I've enjoyed a couple of them. But one of the things that almost never factors into roguelike games is that there's almost never a story involved because of the random nature of those games. But they found a way to make it cool, <laughs> like to not only have to include a story, but to to include one that like makes sense in the context of, of a roguelike game. It's really cool. I've enjoyed that game tremendously. <laughs> I just really wish that it was available on other platforms besides Switch and PC. Because, man, like, I'm playing that game on Switch. Again, that game's a lot of fun. It runs pretty well. But, you know, like, the Switch only outputs to 1080p. Uh, and I'm playing it on my 4K TV. And the upscaling on that is okay, but it's not great. Like, a lot of the UI and the menus look kind of blurry uh, because of that. So it makes me wish that it was available on PlayStation or Xbox or something where I could uh, look at, you know, non-blurry menus because, man... Or at least get at least or at least get me a Switch Pro, man. You know, uh, that Switch Pro <laughs> that they've been rumoring for so long. Uh, just something to output, something smooth, more smooth looking than than 1080p. Because uh, man, like the game runs mostly well, but like sometimes when it gets a little crowded with a bunch of enemies on screen, it does chug a little bit here and there. Mm. But yeah, otherwise, just a great game. A lot of great enemies, uh, a lot of great characters, and just fun as hell to play over and over. <laughs> Now these are the. This is the same company that made Transistor, right? Yeah, Super Giant Games. They made Transistor. Ah. They made Bastion. They made Pyre. I feel like I'm missing something else, but those are the, the ones that that they're known for. And you know, they they've always made like really good games. Yeah, like I feel like they've really put together something some like really special here. Um, like they kind of took a lot of different lessons that they learned from all those games and made what is inarguably their best game. <laughs> You know, like I said, like those previous games are really good in their own right, but but Hades kind of stands head and shoulders above them all. Like the soundtrack is really good too. Uh, like they've always done a good job with music uh, in those games, but Hades soundtrack is 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 really good as well. Nice. So, yeah, I I've been curious because uh, I had a friend when I worked at AT and T. I had a friend who loved Transistor, and uh, I love Transistor too. But I didn't realize how deep you could go. You could go with the attacks. Yeah. Like uh, each time you would unlock an ability, you can combine it with other abilities. And he would show me like videos of himself playing the game where he combined these abilities that I never would have thought of to combine. And he'd wipe out like the entire, <laughs> entire freaking battleground in like a second. 
Is it kind of like that with the abilities or? Yeah, like my favorite weapon in that game so far is the shield. Uh, because, you know, not only just bashing it, people that are in front of you, you can throw it like it's got a good range attack. And one of the upgrades mm-hmm. that you can unlock, not a permanent upgrade, but uh, one of the boons you can unlock for it is that it'll bounce off even more enemies. So like mm-hmm. as you upgrade with boons, like, you know, your attack power and all that, you could theoretically level it up in such a way that you can clear like giant crowds <laughs> by throwing the shield just once. And it's so fucking satisfying. <laughs> oh, like Zeus's boons are all like lightning based. So like if you add the chain lightning to, to your shield throw and also you can hit six more enemies with the shield throw, mm-hmm. it's badass <laughs> you're like oh, fuck. <laughs> like this is so fucking cool yeah man like th- like those boss fights are always or not even always the same like i've gotten through like 20 different runs in that game and i've made it pretty far to the point you know like i'm leveled up enough where it's like okay i can get through the first area pretty easily but like the 10th time i made it to that first boss fight like hey wait a minute you're, you're a different where's the other girl <laughs> She's like, no, no, you're my problem now. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, and, like, she's a much harder fight than 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 the original boss in that area. And, yeah, so, like, you, you it's it's just really cool. It's 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 excellent, man. It's a good good stuff. Highly recommend it. I'm not sure if it would have cracked my top five personally still from 2020, mm. but, yeah, definitely knocking on the door there for sure. All right. So how do I follow up with that? So game i played is more of a demo uh for a game that i've mentioned i at least i think i mentioned it once or twice but anyway it's this game called outriders which is this game that's been really talked about a lot in the looter shooter community like Mm -hmm. uh destiny uh it's an it's it's and they released their demo very recently and to say it's a sizable demo is quite the understatement that there was quite a few times where I would like be playing it, beat this boss, and I'd be like, "We're still going, really? Uh, okay." <laughs> there was like multiple times, like, "Okay, this has to be it. We're still going." Okay, uh, <laughs> and I'm kind of dumbfounded by it. So, two things I will say right off the bat: if you want to, if you're looking for a taste, this gives you actually a pretty sizable appetizer of uh, what's going on. And even better, uh, whatever you accomplish in the demo, you can bring over to the main game. It's like an entire Bloomin' Onion at Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And uh, this is a game I've been very curious about. Essentially, the premise of the story, as you learn from playing it, is your part. It's not unlike Andromeda and quite a few other ones uh, or sci-fi stuff where you're part of this colony of people. Uh, Earth is essentially fucked. And uh, you're trying to find a new planet to inhabit. You find you finally find this one planet, and you're trying to scope out if it's a good idea to go down there. And you learn pretty quickly that it's not a good idea. <laughs> However, there's this one asshole who's like, "No, we're gonna stay here because we can't go anywhere else." And he pretty much gives the order for everyone to come down, despite the fact that they just. In, you just encounter something that makes it so that it's really not a good idea to inhabit this planet. And uh, you put you play through and stuff happens and you have to be put in suspended animation because you encounter quite a few uh, bullet wounds and injuries. So they put you in suspended animation so you have so you can heal. And you wake up 30 years later and everything has just gone to shit like you. <laughs> You crash down and everything looks beautiful. You come out and you're in Mad Max. <laughs> like, 
it's that bad. And everyone's pissed off at you for what you did, even though you were trying to get people to not come down to the planet. And on top of that, you find out that you've essentially gotten these abilities from whatever, from the anomaly that caused uh, this not to be a good planet to live on. And you're you wake up and you're essentially the, your, the resistance's last hope. And by, and that's essentially where you wake up on it. And number one, this feels like the game should be the, the way the story is written and the way your character talks it feels like the main character should either be Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like it, it, it very much feels like a tongue-in-cheek action movie from the '90s. When I grow up with your character, it's you know okay, it's not as like uh, bad, but it, it still kind of feels that way, just in the way the character talks and what have you. And uh, the abil- the abilities that you and stuff you can do in the game is actually really, really impressive. And on top of that, the game doesn't really shy. F- shy away from having you use it a lot like the cooldowns are like only seconds and they encourage you to actually keep doing keep using the weapons over and over because those abilities that you're using with your character class is also how you heal this is not going to be one of those games where you run to a corner and wait for the bar to fill up like uh, they actively they very much tell you that if you want to heat a large reason that you'll heal up is from killing people. So they want you to keep running out there and blasting as many people <laughs> as you can with your abilities so you can heal up again. And a lot of the weapons are uh, really, and I've only seen like the basics up, but the weapons are really good and easy to use. It's all third person, so it's not going to be a fir- first person type of deal. So that takes a little bit of you getting used to. And uh, some of the missions are... Very, I found were pretty hysterical. Like, there's this one, yeah, the demo is big enough that you actually have side quests as well. (laughs) And there was this one where you started just by going up to the door to this shop, and you go in there, and there's this guy like, "Hey, I have some stuff in the back," and then all of a sudden, this this random enemy just pops up with a with a sidearm and shoots the guy, and he's like, "You should have paid your payments." Boom, (laughs) and. And then your character's like, what the hell, man? You were just, <laughs> he was just about to show me the good stuff. So you shoot him after he tells you, well, like, I was just doing for my boss. Like, where's your boss over there? So your character then goes down to this area looking for this guy because you weren't able to get the good stuff. <laughs> and you're just pissed off about it. <laughs> and you get there and the the boss is like, basically has a hostage. Your character doesn't care, like, because you're just like, no, I just want to kill. Uh, I don't care about her. I just want you to die because you cost me the good stuff. And you save the girl inadvertently, admittingly. In fact, you're kind of annoyed because she basically attacks the guy in the middle of your quip. And you're annoyed that you didn't finish the quip. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, she, you, it's revealed she's actually the store owner's partner. So she gives you a free item and shows you the good stuff. And... By good stuff, I mean selling, not sexual. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> and it's actually pretty fun. Like, uh, I started playing a new character because I played through with uh, the Pyromancer abilities. But I kind of want to try out uh, the uh, Mech... I think, it, I think it's called Mechromancer or something like that. But I, Technomancer, I think it is. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I'm starting a new character with that because the abilities are that different. They do a great job of describing it like if you're more of a if you like to get up close with the enemies these two a bit these two job classes are great for you if you prefer a long distance do this one and we have these over here that are more mid-range stuff so it's like 
and the gameplay so far is really fun. So I'm actually considering playing that because uh, real quick, once again, this is not, they've been pretty smart about this and announced this is not a, a, a game as a service type of deal or whatever. Okay. They, they very much come out and said, what comes out on the game is what's the game. That's it. We're, we're not looking to do seasons. We're not looking to do DLC. If the game is successful, okay, maybe sure. But for right now, what we're putting out as the game is all we, is what we had planned for the game. You know, putting on the caveat, if it's successful, of course, they're going to do more stuff. Right. But yeah, it was fine. Like, I, I enjoyed it. There, to, like I said, it's a very sizable demo to a point like it took up most of my day. Huh. <laughs> so you're going to have a, so, so if you were looking for like a game, like a, I would put it sort of, it's not as goofy as Borderlands, but it has a little bit of the humor. Like if you thought Borderlands was too goofy and, but got a good chuckle here and there and thought they should rein it back a little bit. This is the game. Yeah. Cause um, the developer in this game, it's people can fly, right? Yes. Yeah, they've got some experience with goofy shit because they did uh, Bulletstorm. <laughs> I was about to say Bulletstorm. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that game could have reined it back a little bit with all the shoot you in the dick <laughs> fucking quips and whatnot, but um, that game was a ton of fun to play. <laughs> Fuck stick. <laughs> Man, I might have to check this out because uh, from, from what I gather, from what you've been saying here, Malcolm, is uh, <laughs> not to bring it back to... To Mass Effect and Andromeda, but <laughs> but uh, I'm getting a lot of story vibes uh, that are similar to that. Where you know, like in Mass Effect and Andromeda, you know, you leave the Milky Way to, towards Andromeda, uh, but you know that's two and a half million light years away. And even at the super high speed that you fucking travel to Andromeda, it's t- still it's 600 plus years in the future by the time you wake up out of cryostasis or whatever. So like everything, like when that game, when they leave in that game. Like, it's in the middle of, like, Mass Effect 1 and 2's timeline. And when they wake up, mm. it's the year fucking 2800-something. <laughs> it's, like, 600 years in the future. Uh, and, of course, everything's gone to shit because all the stuff that they predicted for how to habitate, inhabit the galaxy, it's like, well, that's 600-year information. So <laughs> a little out of date by the time you get there. And everything goes to shit, much like in this game. So I'm kind of looking forward. Like, I could, I could do that again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. At the, at the very least, uh, like I said, it's a free demo. Yeah. Give it a try. See how you like it. Uh, I, I've enjoyed what they've done so far, so I'm re- I'm cons- I'm definitely considering getting the game. I think I'm. I believe it was delayed. I'm not. I think it might be coming out in June now. But oh, okay. but uh, the game. Uh, I'll, I'll check this out as well. But the game's fun. I, I I definitely recommend it here. All right, Joe. What else have you been playing? I've actually been playing a lot of old games. <laughs> uh, Hades is, is the newest game that I've been playing. Um, I mean, technically this is a, a new-ish release, uh, but it's a remaster of an old game. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Need for Speed Hot Pursuit uh, Remastered that came out late last year. I got it on sale on Xbox Live. And uh, I'm happy to report that Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, uh, from the Criterion game that they put out on PS3, uh, still kicks a lot of ass. That game is awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that game was so much fun uh, when it came out. You know, it's got that cool, like, autolog, like, speed wall stuff where, like, all the different events and races that you do goes up on, on a leaderboard, you know, like, how fast you do everything. And the cool thing is that the game is, or this version of the game, the remaster, uh, is cross-play. So your friends on Xbox and PlayStation 
I'll go up on the same leaderboard and you'll get a notification and say, hey, uh, looks like Joe fucked up your time. You want to do something about that? It's like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you'll go and do that. And yeah, man, that game is still a lot of fun. Like that game was also updated very recently to run even better on, on the new consoles. So it got a patch to run at full 4K uh, 60 frames. And yeah, that game is like that game already looked pretty good even for a PS3 game. But yeah, like mm. that game looks as good as it's ever looked. Just a, just a ton of fun to mess around with uh, all those cars, um, all those goofy pursuit, I guess, equipment. You know, like you're throwing down spike strips, uh, throwing around EMPs. Like it's, yeah, it's a nuts game, but it's it's always, it's always been one of them. It's probably my favorite Need for Speed game out of all of them that they've ever put out. To, to get a, a super optimized version of that is has been great. I, I need Criterion to, to, to go back to play <laughs> making Need for Speed games because <laughs> they've kind of done to them what like Activision does to so many of their studios where it's like actually like all like they've got like 10 different studios working on Call of Duty at any given time <laughs> like they've got three studios that make Call of Duty games and then all the other studios are just support for like the multiplayer or whatever the fuck uh, right. and they've kind of relegated Criterion to that for like Battlefield uh, in recent years which has been extremely upsetting it's like these guys make some of the best racing games that i've ever played and they've got them making dlc maps for fucking battlefield it's like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> uh like make have them make racing games again please jesus because man need for speed hot pursuit that's a hell of a video game right there i'm trying desperately to be a benefit to this conversation <laughs> but racing games are not in my wheelhouse oh, as man, everyone I, knows by now i know malcolm but man you you gotta get into some racing games sometimes man you just gotta do it. I remember uh, trying to go for the uh, trophy in Borderlands called Speedy McSpeederson, which was just drive around in the uh, freaking gigantic—I forget what they're called—but the big freaking car that they give you drive around in like less than a minute, and I hated it. So <laughs> <laughs> I eventually, what happened was that. Uh, so all you need to do is be in the car. So I hopped in the gunner seat while a dude I was playing online with did it for me. And I was like, oh, thanks so much, man. <laughs> so. I mean, yes, to now, be fair, like driving sections in games that are primarily not driving games, you know, can be hit or miss. Like in Borderlands, like in, say, Arkham Knight. <laughs> like I don't need to Lord. do this for an extended period of time. But for, for, for Masters, like Criterion Games who make nothing but or primarily only make you know racing games mm. you should check that out you know that that is a fair point like most of my racing experiences from non-racing games <laughs> with the exception of art <laughs> for the exception of rc pro-am from the good old nes oh, games man. that game is so good it was actually <laughs> so good. That's a, oh man that's a quality game right there great game boy version yeah, like, even they made a game boy oh, version yeah, that. that was really good Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, I remember that one, too. It's like, I've been trying to, like, egg on, because, like, Sandra usually loves racing games, so I've been trying to get get her a, a game so I could try it later, but, because, you know, I don't want to spend, like, a sum of money on a game and then play it once and then put <laughs> it back in the library. <laughs> I mean, hey, but, Speed Hot Pursuit, I think, would be a good candidate for that, because even at full price, it's only, like, a $40 game, uh, and I picked right. it up for 20 uh, on hmm. sale, you know, just a few months after it released. And the cool thing about that game is that, like, to get, like, gold medals in, in each event uh, is pretty difficult. But, like, even if you're not getting, like, 
amazing times. Like you're constantly unlocking shit in that game, like different cars, uh, upgrades to your equipment. You know, so it does get a little easier to like hit people with spike strips because like, oh, like you upgrade that. Now the spike strip, spike strip is like wider, uh, so it takes up more of the road behind you when you drop it, and you really fuck some people up with it. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> like you're just constantly unlocking cool shit in that game. So even if you're not like the very best at it, like you're always feeling like you're doing something and accomplishing stuff. Hmm. All right, I may look into this game here. Yeah. It's a great time though. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Uh, Outriders comes out April 1st, so it's actually not too far oh, away. That's like, yeah, weeks away. <laughs> <laughs> just, so, yeah, uh, better start downloading that demo there. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll check that out. All right. So, now on to the final game that I've played here. Uh, so, we've been talking about it on and off for a few episodes. This one I'm more sure of. Uh, Yakuza 7, or Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, baby. Which... Which, Like a Dragon is the name of it in Japan, and we've been calling it Yakuza, so they just made the same title twice in a row. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's Like a Dragon here. Over there, it's just Yakuza 7, I think. No, no, here it's been Yakuza. Over there, it's been Like a Dragon. It's called, it's literally was called the name of the studio. Oh, is now that, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah. So they just combined it, so that means it's called Like a Dragon, Like a Dragon <laughs> <laughs> over in Japan. Uh, so uh, to say I've been. I've been really anticipating this game has uh, been quite the has been quite the understatement. Joe's already played through it all. Yeah, because oh, bizarrely, like the only platform that game didn't come out on was PS5 when it first launched in what was it October November November because mm-hmm. it came out the same day as the Xbox Series X, and like that game had like that platform had a version of the game on day one, but PS5 was the only version that that didn't come out on day one but it's out now though. it is it's out now i've got uh, the ps5 version all situated up on here so i gave it a whirl and we'll get the good stuff out of the way it it's a yakuza game it so the story is still phenomenal i'm only like a chapter and a quarter in and i'm really enjoying the story and potentially where it goes so we came off uh, yakuza this six store well no seven games in technically because i keep forgetting zero was in there <laughs> yeah. and it's <laughs> so we had they established the story of kiryu kazuma one of the one of my favorite protagonists in video games ever yes. the strong but silent uh, the uh kind but uh ruthless <laughs> is uh protagonist who basically created an entire franchise on his back so this is the game where we are introduced to a brand new character, Ichiban, <laughs> which means number one. And yes, uh, what's his last name one more Kasuga. time? Kasuga. Ichiban Kasuga. And uh, <laughs> my sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> my dumb sweet boy. Uh, just, uh, there's no way to cover it. This guy's a moron. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I, I think it's even worse that we're going for that. I saw the uh, I saw Tropic Thunder before I played the game, and all I the the entire time I'm watching Ichiban do stuff in the game, I'm thinking of the never go full retard or the <laughs> <laughs> explanation from Robert Downey Jr. Because <laughs> he's doing stuff that I'm like, okay, Kiryu wouldn't do this. <laughs> You're you're watching his humble beginnings, and like the first thing in the game is he finds a guy who's been scamming people who wanted to buy porn, <laughs> and he gets the money that he got from selling, and he was supposed to give it to the captain, but he said says no, nah, just give it back to all the people who are ripped off, and I'm like, 
wow, you're 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 terrible at this Yakuza <laughs> stuff, dude. And uh, he gives a few more examples for why he's a terrible Yakuza. Like, and granted, to some extent, you could make that argument about Kiryu as well. Yes, because Kiryu very famously does not break the law very often. <laughs> no, and in fact, he the first game he like goes to prison and serves his time. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, uh, Ichiban uh, follows suit as well. Yeah, and like, and and they similarly go to jail on behalf of other people. Like they didn't commit the crime that they are in jail for. Yes, but unlike uh, unlike Ichiban, Kiryu was able to finish up with good behavior. <laughs> well, Ichiban is close, but then he fucks up Royal. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, they're gonna kick his ass. <laughs> He's gotta fight back. Well, no, 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 no. That's not why he did it. Because he, he was fine taking the ass whooping. It was when they insulted his captain that he decided, Oh, right, no, right. Yeah, how, you're right. How, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> to a point, he knocks out all their teeth. <laughs> okay, that's a little extreme. And I got to tell you, uh, watching... Uh, this is now the second Yakuza... No, actually, there I think there's a few more that go to prison and then come out. I, I got to figure out how Japanese jails work. Because you see them in the cutscenes and they're bald well, the entire way through. But then when they get out of prison, they have a full set of hair. And I never understand <laughs> why or how. Not only do they have a full set of hair, but oftentimes, like especially in the case of uh, Ichiban, it's even longer than it was when he went into jail. <laughs> yeah. And I love the explanation for why his hair is so crazy. <laughs> for, I both loved it and hated it. Because number one, because... It's a real quick and easy fix. So why doesn't he ever do it? He's like, no, this is just because because our boy just rolls with the punches, Malcolm. I guess so. <laughs> he's I the guess. ultimate roll with the punches guy. And, I, and I, I'm trying to keep. I, I do want people to play this game because while I'm gonna while I, I do rag on him that this guy's an idiot, and I went quite a bit back and forth with Joe on text about how much of an idiot this character is. Uh, Joe's not wrong that he has a hearty cold, like uh, the. The whole scene where he's, uh, where uh, you, uh, where he says, oh, where the, the boss asks him to go to jail. And for him, it's like the happiest moment in his life because, you know, he's been just, he just wanted, he wanted to do right by the boss. I didn't understand why until I played the game that he did that. Yeah. I just, I thought it was just like the captain said, hey, go to jail for me. And he's like, oh, sure. <laughs> no, yeah, so, like, he, he, he really does owe his captain his life, basically. Because he just he yeah. just wrote his name, like he was gonna die, <laughs> basically, uh, as a kid, as some punk ass teenager fucking with the wrong people, basically, and he just throws out his captain's name out on a, on a fucking lark, <laughs> and he shows, and the captain actually shows up, and he's like, "You're not gonna kill that kid." <laughs> like, what's it gonna take to not kill a kid? Oh, my pinky, whatever. And he just lops his fucking pinky off. He's like, "All right, kid, let's go." <laughs> Uh, and yeah, he's, he, he took him under his wig from there and he's like, he's idolized that man since he rescued him when he didn't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and you see like his entire journey on like what he had to do to join the family in the first place. It's, it's like, it really established Ichiban as this honorable character who honestly just wanted to do right by the guy. And for him, him being asked to go to prison for him was the happiest day ever because finally he had the means to repay his kindness. Yeah. It was great. And I kind of felt for him. Granted, I leveled up for a bit by beating up people before I go to prison because <laughs> I wanted to be at least level five for prison. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you see him basically like 
have his final day where he tells like his his uh, little brother or whatever they called like the trainees there in the Yakuza. Yeah. That's just like, hey, just grow up and be a good man. And then he goes and eats five bowls of... yeah. Well, anarchy means brother. Like uh, He calls the the youngling, or Padawan calls him anarchy because he's the older brother. But it's not quite the same the other way around. But anyway, so he has like five bowls of ramen, which is probably what I would do if I was about to go to prison. (laughs) (laughs) Just enjoy that. And uh, yeah, so, so it's like a heartwarming story. And I know what they're doing with him. By making him an idiot. They're essentially going with the One Piece example. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you ever saw the anime One Piece, Joe. Uh, no, but I'm aware of uh, of Luffy and his antics. Yeah, Luffy. Luffy. And uh, yeah, yes. Where he is, where Luffy in and of himself is one of the strongest guys around. However, he's a fucking moron. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the fact that his crew was there, he wouldn't have been able to get too far out there. That's what I feel. I have... I've, maybe got one guy in my crew but i feel like that's the story they're telling there or essentially he's gonna put together this family and it's the family that's gonna help him get to places yeah it's it's very much that like i gotta tell you that it's like admit watching ichiban it, it makes sense that there's a mini game where he's like earning his ged or whatever <laughs> it's it's so good. oh man <laughs> like going to uh, doing that, it, it, the, the purpose it serves from a gameplay standpoint is that it, it's that's how that's the, the biggest way to level up your personality traits. Mm. But uh, yeah, man, <laughs> that, that shit is so good. Uh, when like after every test that he takes, basically, like he pulls out an envelope, <laughs> and it's and whether you pass or fail, like Ichiban's clearly proud of himself for just for trying. <laughs> um, but. But you know when you pass, like all the other classmates, like throw him up in the air, like a big celebration. <laughs> uh, but when you fail, like he's still a little proud of himself. But there's just the one guy that passes by him, just pats him on the shoulder. He's like, "You'll do better next time, buddy." <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Oh god, the character is an idiot. Like not even Joe's fighting me on this, but at the same <laughs> time, he definitely has a heart heart to him, and. I was I was gonna and I said this in joking in a text to Joe, but I, I mean it. <laughs> I would have been annoyed if it was just if I played Ichiban and it was Kiryu two point Yeah. Or he's the same way, but no. Uh, the fact that his suit is an inverse of colors <laughs> to uh Kiryu is not the only difference here. He's very much different from Kiryu. Yeah, I feel like he's a a, a good mix of like the best traits of both Majima and uh and Kiryu. Mm, that's 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 good actually. Though, I, I who gave him the brain? Like <laughs> yeah, although Majima's not quite that stupid. But, but, no, he's not. But, but man- he's got that kind of like X Factor streak that uh, where you you never really know what the fuck kind of wild card shit uh, Majima's gonna pull at any moment. Driving a goddamn garbage like, truck to the fucking <laughs> to the fucking brothel and whatnot. Yeah, I was about to say, Majima has ran multiple successful businesses. He's he's no dummy. <laughs> oh, you'll run a successful business, Malcolm. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh. Of course there's a business minigame in this game. Of course there is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can see it in the submenus, one of those options that's blocked yeah, out yeah, right now. Yeah, there's a management <laughs> option that's just grayed out until you unlock the actual game. And, man, that stuff is so good, too. <laughs> Like it, you definitely have to, to to do it a little bit to unlock uh, a party member that you can't get otherwise to the main story. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's well worth doing because that party member, she's really good. <laughs> she's a really good party member. 
uh, <laughs> even though she doesn't really factor into the story very much beyond just the, the one time that you meet her for the first time. And then she's basically a non-factor in the story after that. But oh, God well, well worth uh, unlocking. And for those of you that are curious, I did try a little bit with uh, dubbed and a little bit ah, subtitled. How are, how are you playing it, Malcolm? What did you land on? So ultimately, I went back to subbed. Yeah. And the reason for it is well, the voice acting is actually quite good. Definitely better from the original Yakuza on PS2 days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I even watched a uh, bit involving a character that uh, is in this game that I was really really interested to see. And they do a good job with him, too. I'll leave it at that here. (laughs) Uh, But... uh, the, the ultimately what led to the uh, switchback, because I, I feel like the guys, all the voice actors do a fantastic job. It's just a minor nitpick for me because like uh, they feel the need to actually say certain honor- Japanese honorifics. Yeah. Like they, people are saying Ichiban san. I'm like, ah, oh, you, you don't need to say the san part. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just say Mr. Ichiban or something like that, because that's all that is. It's just like to show respect yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but uh, that that just annoyed me to a point. Like, okay, all right, I mean, even though they do, they actually do a great job. Uh, otherwise, uh, like you can tell, like they're actually doing their best, and they're doing a great job for that matter. It's just the script. <laughs> but ultimately, I went back to sub because also it's Yakuza, and uh, it's 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 weird to play one of those games <laughs> yeah. and stubbed. Uh, like, no matter how great of a job they're doing there, it's like yeah. Like, I mean, I plan on replaying the game. Uh, someday, whether it's my Xbox copy or if I buy the PS5 game on sale or something, uh, and and mm-hmm. I'll probably play it uh, dubbed that second time. But yeah, the first time I definitely wanted to go with the the sub. Oh yeah, I'll definitely give it a go. And plus, uh, kudos to them because they actually because the the script is actually a little different if in dubbed versus <laughs> yes. subtitled. Yeah, because oh man, yeah, there's that sub story. <laughs> that's the same either way whether you're playing it subbed or dubbed but you, like Ichiban runs into like an American tourist <laughs> who's trying mm. to ask for direct ask for directions <laughs> and and yeah like the idea is that oh he's speaking English and Ichiban doesn't quite understand him because he's speaking English and obviously he's Japanese but you know playing it in the dub like he kind of just gives this look in, into the camera that he doesn't give in the sub version he's like I know this is weird, but just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's a really clever localization. I'll have to, I'll have to seek that one out. <laughs> but uh, as far as the RPG element, uh, you're 100 percent right. It was really easy to get into here. Like, uh, granted, I haven't done like big team battles so far. It's just been him. Yeah, him. I've been playing. Uh, Getting, I'm still getting used to parrying the enemy attacks and what have you, but uh, otherwise everything's been working pretty well so far. I, I've enjoyed it to a point that I'm still seeking out battles. It was just like I was in uh, in Yakuza prior to this game here. I, I, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm trying to get like a bit of it each time I get a, a chance to. Granted, I haven't had a tremendous amount of time in the last two weeks. As I was telling Joe, there was a point I I thought I had Corona. I don't, but you know I had like all the symptoms. Like, okay, this has to be it, and then you find out, nope, you don't have it. Like, this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse. What is it like? <laughs> and then uh, 
previous week uh, I forget what happened but something happened and uh, but next week I'll have a lot of time on my hand as I'm getting my wisdom teeth removed so that's gonna be fun. <laughs> okay. yeah. and I'm just gonna be bedridden for a bit and just be alternating video games and relaxing so can't wait <laughs> <laughs> but so far Yakuza is living up to my wild expectations as uh, you play for the first game and and as much as I rag on him, you got to appreciate the culture shock he's no doubt going to go through coming out of prison. <laughs> yeah, because even just that opening, like when he steps out and he sees people like vaping, he's like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the f- Is that a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> like people, like <laughs> when he learns to use a cell phone or a smartphone. It's like, yeah, just really sit down and think about it, folks. Like imagine you're in 2001 and you bop out of society for a bit and come back in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Like consider everything you're missing and everything you're walking <laughs> into. I'm just saying, <laughs> and not just the MCU in its entirety. I mean, come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm looking forward to playing more. No doubt. Oh man. I'm looking forward to talking to you more about it as you go through more of the story. Huh. The, way, the way it wraps up is so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. And the story is pretty interesting, too. Like, just from the little bit I played, because, you know, everything is going a certain way. And then you go to prison for your boss, proud member of the Tojo clan. You come back, and not only is he pretending not to acknowledge your... Not only is he pretending you're not there, but he's also playing for the... He's also the second in command of the fucking Omi Alliance. <laughs> right, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? It's like, oh, yeah, that family's a traitor to the Tojo clan. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And so it's like, what happened? And that's that's the crux of every great Yakuza game that a lot of people don't realize. It's like a gigantic mystery yeah. with these games here. You're just trying to figure out what happened. And more often than not, there are more turns in this than a need for speed game for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Oh, man. All right, Joe, did you have anything else? Uh, let's see very briefly. Cause I haven't played a ton of it. Uh, but that destruction all stars game, uh, came out on PlayStation plus about a month ago. And that was supposed to be oh, a yeah. launch game for the PS five back in November. But what was it like a month before the actual launch? We're like, Oh, actually we're going to push this back. Uh, to February, and it'll be a <laughs> PlayStation Plus game when it does launch. Mm. And playing it, that was definitely the right thing to do because that game was not <laughs> worth seventy dollars, <laughs> uh, to say the very least. You know, the game's not bad uh, by any means, but you know, the, the the depth just isn't quite there. Like as a PlayStation Plus game, I think it's it's pretty good. As the name kind of implies, it's you know, kind of this destruction derby. Uh, game and uh, the All Stars comes down to the different characters you can pick that have different abilities, uh, both in and out of the car. Yeah, because the way the game basically plays is that these destruction derbies you just go around wrecking each other and collect points and whatnot in the different modes. And your character has different abilities and their car has different abilities. And you're actually outside of your car f- for a decent amount of time because you know you're you'll inevitably wreck your car uh, and you have to go run to a different car. Yeah, like it's like the character designs are fun. Like they got a pretty good group of characters that they've designed. But I don't know, like it feels like not a lot of people are playing the game despite being a free to play game basically for the first couple of months that it, that it's out. That's not a good sign. No. <laughs> like I like 
you know, like I like last time I tried to play the game a few days ago with some of my buddies, only one game mode seems to have enough players <laughs> to populate to start a match because the other game mode is like sit there for like the full 60 seconds before the game finally says like, no, not enough players available, which is fucking crazy, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I guess in defense of the game, maybe it's because a lot of people don't have PS5s at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but, you know, like, because, I mean, yeah, it is a PS5 only game. It's not a, there's no PS4 version at all, but, man, I don't know. Like, I feel like there should be enough people to fucking populate a room. Like, it's only, I think it's only like 16 people per, per event or whatever. So, <laughs> like, it shouldn't take that long. You'd think. But, man, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's not worth $70. So, if you've got PlayStation Plus... Even if you don't have a PS5, you know, go ahead and claim it and add it to your library and check it out later. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like it's like it's like the driving is feels fun. You know, like it's like I believe the studio is Lucid Games. And I think they've got a lot of ex developers from Bizarre Creations who did like those Project Gotham racing games on Xbox. Uh, they did Blur on PS3 and 360. Like so they've got a good pedigree. Like the game runs well. Like it looks nice. Like frame rates nice and smooth. The card physics are, are good. Like, it's just no one's there to play. <laughs> I wish I had more to say because I, I, I'd be playing more of the game if there were more people to play with. <laughs> it's definitely a problem. <laughs> it's definitely a problem for your multiplayer-focused game. Yeah, it's a shame because it was a nice trailer. Yeah. Like, uh, looked it looked interesting, though I don't know why you'd want to step out of your car during a... a <laughs> Like I said, like your car is going to blow up inevitably at some point, right, so you right. got to be able to hoof it to another car. Yeah, I'm just saying, the trailer, they made out this is going to be a big feature. You can now leave the car. <laughs> like, you, you generally don't want to in yeah, those situations. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like as you as you do well in, in the game, you can uh, spawn in like a car that's specific to the character you picked, and that car mm. could have different abilities. Like, it could go invisible, it can go, it can go like super fast, you know, different shit like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, like, each car is specific to that character. So, like, you can spawn the car as this character and other characters can go and hijack it. Um, like, only you could drive it. As opposed to the generic cars that you start with. Like, you can hop out of the car, jump on top of the car, and, like, hijack the car. <laughs> uh, which is kind of fun. Like, it's got good ideas. It's just, there's no one there to fucking play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not happy now. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this has been episode 225, 2.25 of the firmware update as my dog is starting to whine here. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. We apologize. And, well, I apologize, and I promise it won't be another six weeks before you hear from us again. <laughs> but, folks, if you like what you heard, you can find us on such apps as iTunes, Pocket Casts, and I believe even uh, Kindle, or not Kindle, what is it called? audible yes. uh, as well but uh, by all means look for us on your and the google play you can subscribe to us there written reviews always help the show out tremendously so feel free to do that if you can as well as like us on our facebook page you can follow me at ps malk joe at wands 2023 20, and at the firm up for the show on the twitter as well as uh, look up our website, thefirmup.com, which is uh, where you can hard download every episode. Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? If you want to email the show, you can send us a missive, uh, mailbag at thefirmup.com. If anybody ever emails us again, we might read that on, <laughs> on the show. 
You know what? I will guarantee it. If you write to the show, as long as it's not ridiculous, then <laughs> uh, we will read it here on the air. Uh, we'll discuss whatever you want to talk about in the world of games or what have yeah, you. What are you playing? Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Here, do you prefer Ichiban in English or uh, Japanese? Let us know. All right. <laughs> Folks, thanks so much for your time. We'll see you next time. All right. Hasta luego.